One of the biggest frustrations my clients have when they come to me is this feeling that food is controlling them. It's controlling their lives. And I have so much compassion for this issue, not only because I have struggled with it in the past, but because it's something you have to contend with at least three times a day, every single day for the rest of your life, right? Food is something we cannot just avoid. You can't just stop eating food like you could stop drinking alcohol or smoking or whatever other vice. This is not a vice you can give up. It's just part of being a human being. And while food is an inanimate object, you do have a relationship with it. And that relationship can bring feelings of failure, guilt, shame, frustration, anger. Food can consume your thoughts. It can cause anxiety. This is no small issue to tackle. Today, I'm going to uncover the three main ways that food tends to get bossy and controlling. And of course, what God says about how we can break free. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Happy Tuesday, friends. I am so excited about this next series because forming a healthy relationship with food can be so life-changing. Food is just intertwined in so many aspects of our lives, how we live. And if you're feeling out of control in this area, it can really take some negative effects, whether it's anxiety or weight gain or binge eating, constant snacking. It can have you trapped in fear It can make you feel isolated. It can affect how you feel about social events and parties, and it can just make you miserable. I've been there, I know. And I do want to note, we are not talking about full-blown eating disorders today. If you ever feel you are dealing with a situation that is threatening your life or your health and relationships, if you have friends or family who have expressed concern, please talk to your doctor, see a counselor. You are not alone. There are so many resources and ways to get help. So please take care of yourself. We need you. But for today, I will be outlining the three main ways that food tends to take control of our thoughts and lead us astray. So I'll do a brief overview of each one with some questions for you to ask yourself to see if it's possibly a trap that you have fallen into. Then, of course, we will see what God says about it. And then I'm going to take the next three weeks to dive deeper into each topic. Sound good? I hear you nodding through my microphone. Okay, so let's get started. The first trap I'm going to call a restriction mindset. You could interpret that a lot of ways, but my definition of a restriction mindset is any eating philosophy that deems a food or food group as good or bad. So it's like the food police, (laughs) okay? When you fall into this way of looking at food, it can lead to feelings of guilt, shame, or fear. Because if there are rules and restrictions, that means you might break one. And what happens when you break a rule? 
you feel bad, right? You feel ashamed. You feel like a failure. Or maybe you feel terrified of what's going to happen in your body. That's actually what would happen to me. I was so terrified of gluten and dairy that if I accidentally ate some, I would literally be racked with fear over what was going to happen to my skin or what was going to happen in my immune system. It is no way to live. It was a prison. A restriction mindset also tends to lead women into a yo-yo cycle because you start off following the rules and you see some results probably because you're following some kind of healthy plan, but then life happens and one rule gets broken and then shame floods in and then you throw in the towel because you feel like a failure and you swing the other way and you rebel against the rules until something triggers you to get back following the rules again. So you just keep swinging back and forth instead of being peaceful in the middle. (laughs) So here are some questions to ask yourself to see if you are stuck in this pattern. Number one, do you say things to yourself like, I'll start over tomorrow or I'll start fresh on Monday? Number two, are the weeks good, but the weekends are a free for all? Number three, when you think about chips or pizza or a donut, do those feel like bad foods? Foods you can't eat without thoughts or feelings of guilt? Number four, do you tend to follow a certain nutrition plan for a few weeks at a time, but then end up sabotaging yourself by quote unquote, letting it all go? (laughs) Number five, do you feel all or nothing when it comes to eating healthfully. So if you said yes to any of those, you have a restriction mindset around food. And this isn't a condemning thing. This is just information, right? If you didn't realize it before, now you know, so you can do something about it, yeah? I have had this mindset multiple times in different ways and you can definitely break free from it. So don't be discouraged. The second way food can boss us is through emotional eating. So I'm going to define emotional eating as using food to cope with uncomfortable emotions, stress, anxiety, or procrastination. (laughs) Oh, procrastination. When you feel these uncomfortable sensations in your body, like unwanted emotions or unmanaged stress, your brain can feel overloaded. So your brain's looking for a release valve, somewhere to channel these negative feelings and get some relief. And food is a legit answer to that, but it's temporary. Like we're talking minutes, right? And then your problem, the overwhelm, it's still there. It didn't get fixed. This did not really solve your problem. So when you zoom out and look at this behavior logically, of course you can see how damaging it is. Because just like with a restriction mindset, if you have a bout of emotional eating, you might end up feeling shame or guilt or just be frustrated with yourself. And then if you chose maybe some empty foods to munch on, you might also have loaded yourself up with some unnecessary calories that are now hurting your ability to lose weight if that's your goal. So it's kind of this double whammy. And this problem can actually also surface with happy emotions. So if you turn to food to celebrate anything and everything, like on a daily basis, there's something to celebrate and it calls for a donut. It starts as something joyful 
but it can still end in feeling guilt or regret. So questions to ask yourself. Number one, do you have a certain time of day that's extra stressful for you and you tend to turn to a snack to feel better? Number two, do you notice yourself snacking when you have a deadline or an important task that you are avoiding? (laughs) Number three, do you ever snack in a rushed way where you're not really enjoying the food, you're just trying to numb yourself from an uncomfortable feeling? And number four, is food your automatic choice as a reward, but you end up regretting it a lot of the time? If this is you, no need to panic. This again has been me in the past. (laughs) Welcome to the club. We are going to talk through how to get past this. So get excited, not a problem. Let's look at the final way that food can hijack your brain. And that is through habit. So sometimes it's just that simple. You've fallen into a pattern with your food. It's not serving you, but it's become so ingrained in your behavior that it feels hard to stop. It feels hard to get out of that pattern. And that makes sense, right? Our brains are so good at autopilot. Just the other day, I intended to stop at the grocery store on my way home from preschool drop-off. And I just drove straight home instead. (laughs) My brain just took over. I ended up sitting in my garage thinking, wait a minute, didn't I want to go to the grocery store? Autopilot, y'all. This isn't really a bad thing. We want a lot of our activities to be on autopilot because it helps us not lose our minds quite literally. But... Sometimes our brains pick the wrong things to keep, and we want to rewrite that pattern. But there's great news because you totally can. Our brains can totally rewrite that script and change, and it doesn't even have to be super hard. Some questions to ask yourself. Number one, do you have something sweet after every meal? Like you don't feel like a meal is complete until you've had something sweet. Number two, do you automatically have a snack every single day, whether you're hungry or not? Number three, do you eat while doing other activities? So watching TV, reading, scrolling your phone while eating. Number four, do you have late night snacks without checking in with your body to see if you're hungry? If this is you, the solution really is simple. And once you learn how to break those eating habits, you can use the exact same techniques to break any other habits that you want to get rid of. So we have the three traps, restriction mindset, emotional eating, and unwanted habits. Each of the solutions to these is unique, which is why I decided to do a series on this topic because it's a lot to tackle but they're all kind of similar at the root. Food is bossing your brain around in an unwanted way. So today is really about awareness. I want you to take an honest look at the way you answered those questions and just see where you are. Once you know which tricks your brain is playing on you, that's the first step to making a change. We can't change something we're not aware of, right? So let's get aware of that today. What does God say about it? Obviously, we're going to break down each topic in detail in the next few weeks, but let's look at the big picture here. 
1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So all three traps are kind of disordered thinking about food on some level. We can definitely see that in the restriction mindset and the emotional eating because you're looking at food in a disordered way. It's not a peaceful way. And even with the habits, it's not necessarily disordered, but it ends up leaving you feeling less peaceful if it's an unwanted habit, right? Like eating too much sugar or snacking when you're not hungry, it doesn't leave you feeling peaceful. On the flip side, Satan is the author of lies. So John 8, 44, when he lies, he speaks his native tongue, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So while food is an inanimate object, our thoughts are not. And Satan can give us thoughts like, this food will make me feel better. This food will solve my problems. And we will believe that and we take it and we run run with it and end up in a bad place. So for this week, I want you to start with prayer. I want you to pray for wisdom and discernment around how you're eating. Ask God to reveal things in your heart that need to change. Decide in your heart whether you are willing to change. And if you are, just just tell God that. In your prayers, tell him that you are willing to submit this area of your life to him and be obedient with any direction that you receive. You could get direction from something you read in the Bible, something you hear in a sermon, something I say on this podcast that stirs something in your spirit. And knowing something needs to change, that's one thing. But actual obedience and letting go of control, that's hard. And I know I've had to do it many times. It's not easy. So start preparing your heart right now for change. Pray that your heart would be softened. You might have already known that one of these areas was an issue for you. Maybe you tried to fix it in the past and maybe it was not successful. So this might be what you were missing. When we include God in this process, it changes our motivation. This is an opportunity to grow spiritually and improve your physical and mental health like alongside. But if we look at it primarily as a way to grow closer to God, a way to grow in our spiritual life, it can make the physical and mental parts easier. So I want you to be expectant over this process. And if this whole discussion has you feeling like you really want to go deeper with some personal guidance, I would love for you to apply for a free health coaching session in March. I am opening up those applications now. You can go apply at jennylaurie.com backslash health coaching. J-E-N-N-I-E-L-A-U-R-I-E dot com slash health coaching. It's a super short application. I look at every single one. I select three women for free coaching each month. And so this is your opportunity to get one-on-one help from me. So hit pause, go take 30 seconds, go apply. Obviously, my health coaching is different than most because we're, we're going to look at your physical health, yes, but we're also going to look at your mental health, your spiritual health, your relational health, because getting control of your food or your weight is a lot more than just having a rock solid meal plan, right? Or joining a gym. It's a lot more than that. And we want to get you on a truly healthy and peaceful path. So I cannot wait to see your application come through. That's it for this week, y'all. See you next time. 
this episode helped you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you would text it to a friend or share it with another mom who needs a breakthrough. And it would be a huge blessing to me if you could rate or review the podcast. That is how the word gets out, how more moms find me and how we can all share a little bit more of God's word with those who need it. Did you like the show? Did you learn something? If you enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome if you could leave our mom a review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.